0: You must remember this, a kiss is just a kiss, a sigh is just a sigh, the fundamental things apply as time goes by. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the Executive Director of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. Stay with us as we talk about how men view romance today. On family Life Today. On that you can rely no matter what the future brings as time goes by. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the broadcast today as we continue to talk about romance on the program today. And today we're going to talk to wives, right, Dennis?
1: And I've got Uh, what one man wants me to do on this broadcast. He wrote me, help my wife understand how I think as a man. You're going to do that in one broadcast? Well, maybe two, (laughs) but we're going for it. You know, we're talking about how you can build romance into your marriage here in anticipation of Valentine's Day. And there are undoubtedly a number of marriages who are listening into these broadcasts right now who uh, are much like the sailors of old, who used to uh, be afraid of an area of uh, the ocean called the doldrums.
0: The doldrums.
1: The doldrums. They were near the equator. It's an actual spot, Hmm. and it was a place where there was no current. There were uh, no winds. And so uh, a sailor could happen into this area, and literally their boat could be stalled out In the middle of the ocean for days even Mm -hmm. weeks because Mm -hmm. there would be no wind to pull them out of the
0: doldrums (laughs) that's interesting
1: and uh, i think that's what happens in a lot of marriages and you know that's really why we're doing this series we want to help marriages uh, not just merely experience romance because he wants us to have marriages that are alive that are thriving that are contagious Uh, christian marriages so that we can tell the world about why Our marriage is exciting, Mm -hmm. and that's Jesus Christ. And I think Jesus Christ wants us to have a romantic relationship. He doesn't want us to
0: have our marriage be adrift in the doldrums. Well, we've talked over the last couple of days about how a man can romance his wife. Uh, It's a different process for a woman to romance her husband?
1: (laughs) Sure is. A woman looks at romance, and she spells romance relationship. Mm Uh, a man evidently doesn't need that many letters to spell romance <laughs> because he spells it very simply S-E-X, sex. And uh, what we did was we surveyed over 800 people at our Family Life marriage conferences, and it was, it was really quite interesting to see what communicated romance to the men and what communicated romance to the women. And uh, a lot of women are very good students of their husbands, and uh, they are becoming very astute at learning how to communicate romantically in the love language of their husbands so that they have that romance a part of their relationship.
0: Yeah, I got to believe there's some wives who right off the bat though almost resent you saying that. They almost resent you saying that uh, romance and sex are synonymous for a husband because uh, maybe it puts pressure on them or or maybe they, uh, they just don't want that to be all there is to romance with their husband.
1: Well, there are a lot of women who have an aversion to that because uh, they are so relationally bent. But uh, whether you resent it or you embrace it, uh, I think you need to listen carefully what we're about to talk about because it is of vital importance to any marriage that wants to be all that God intended. Mm. I ran across this little piece by Dr. Joyce Brothers, and Barbara and I included it in our book, Building Your Mate's Self-Esteem. And Dr. Brothers really points out that, that uh, boredom in the bedroom can really be the demise of a marriage relationship. She writes, Sexual boredom is a major element in the 20-year fractures in marriage. Too many women—now listen to this carefully— too many women accept their husband's decreasing interest in sex without stopping to think what might be causing it. Hmm. I think what we've got to do over the next couple of days is talk straight to women— about this subject of sex with their husbands because it's my personal belief that there are a lot of men who are very, very frustrated with what is taking place in the Christian bedrooms of America. Notice I said the Christian bedrooms. I'm talking about the marriages that uh, are attempting to love each other with uh, uh, the sacrificial love that Christ spoke of in Ephesians chapter 5. They are women who are committed to their husbands. But somehow in the Christian community, I don't sense the sparkle and the sizzle that ought to be a part of Christian marriage. And for that reason, uh, I'm going to risk it. I I really want to talk honestly and straight about... uh, The Sexual Needs of Men Today. Now, as I do that, I really feel like at this point I need a a little bit of a disclaimer here because uh, there is no doubt about it that men are selfish. And there are a lot of women who are listening to our broadcast who are married to men who really ought to be lined up on the 30-yard line in the Rose Bowl and uh, kicked through the goalpost, because they are self-absorbed, they treat their wives like they're an object, and personally, I'd like to work them over, because they're even quoting verses, they're going to church, and in the meantime, they really do not give women the dignity that they ought to have. Mm -hmm. And we've talked uh, on the previous broadcast about how men need to romance their wives, and so I want the women listeners to know that I've been careful to talk about how women to be treated by their husbands first Uh, but men are selfish a second disclaimer i want to say is that a lot of men have damaged women emotionally Hmm. i I mean they've neglected them they've not made them a part of their lives they have become apathetic Uh, there is no excuse for a man treating a woman with anything other than the love which christ commands us to treat uh, our wives And the third disclaimer I've got to say about men is some men have really not assumed responsibility in just the most fundamental sense for their families, Mm -hmm. to lead it spiritually, to pray, to take their wife's hand, to show tenderness. And um, I I want you to know that as we move off in this area of understanding men, that I'm a real world person here. I, I know a little bit about what's going on in marriages across the country. But there's a side of men today that I think is being bashed, that is being uh, neglected by some Christian wives. And I think somebody, somebody's gotta stand up and say, could I take a few moments and just talk with you straight about how a man really thinks and really feels?
0: Mm. You know, as you describe the selfishness of men or their, uh, their failure to be involved, I know, you know, because we get letters from listeners for a woman to give herself physically sexually to a man who is not connected with her emotionally or who is uh, disengaged from the relationship otherwise it, it feels demeaning she feels like a prostitute
1: you know my heart goes out to those women in those situations because that's not right And that's not what Christian marriage was meant to be. And, you know, the Bible uh, states it clearly that we're not going to receive all the rewards that uh, are really due to us on this side of eternity. And all I could say at that point is I pray that you might get a chance for you and your husband to experience a family life marriage conference where he could hear (laughs) from some men who are real men um, uh, who would really challenge him to be a spiritual leader. To be a a godly leader of his family and challenge him out of his spiritual apathy, perhaps out of his spiritual deadness, he may not even be a Christian, Mm -hmm. he may be going to church, but he may have never had a life-changing experience with the Savior. Mm And we see that occurring over and over again in our family life marriage conferences where where men come to the conference and at the conference, they really become husbands.
0: Mm. Well, in the meantime, though, Dennis, are you saying that these wives need to be uh, romantically involved, sexually involved with their husbands, even in the midst of some of the, the selfishness and the uh, spiritual apathy that you've described? Certainly in a situation that is damaging,
1: I would not encourage a woman to uh, to continue to submit herself where a husband is damaging her physically, emotionally, but she needs protection in those situations. And, and that's why we have legal authorities. Romans chapter 13 talks about how God has put authority to protect us in the law of the land. That's why the local church is there to come alongside you and coach you in those situations. But to the rest, and, and Bob, this is the larger group that I want to speak to right now. To the rest of the Christian women who are listening in today, I want to ask you have you somehow become self-seeking in your own rights even in a self-righteous sense you feel justified in not responding to your husband and not paying attention to him in a vital area of your marriage relationship now those are hard words to hear from a man and um, i almost feel like apologizing on this broadcast for being a man. that That's how strong, Bob, I feel like the current is in this culture of what the women's movement has done. It has not made it something to be proud of to be a man. But you know what? The feelings that I have as a man and other men that have shared with me in counseling and, and interaction with them at family life conferences over the past 18 years, I'm telling you what I'm about to share is real. And there aren't just a few men who feel this, there are a lot of men who feel this. I wonder today in the Christian community, why has there been such an increase in women who have have seemed to resist their husband's sexual advances? Why does there seem to be such a pushback of a woman, a Christian woman, who doesn't want to do everything she can to please her husband? Now, I'm not talking about doing weird stuff and feeling used by him but I'm just talking about going to school on your husband and being the maximum lover that God, the creator of the universe, the creator of the sex act, would want you to be in that marriage relationship. And I look back and I look beyond the activity or the lack of activity in that situation, and I've got to ask a fundamental question. Is it selfishness? Is it deceit? Has the enemy tricked us? And I think he has. I honestly believe that in the Christian community today, we're afraid to approach this subject in an honest, forthright manner and uh, have a heart-to-heart discussion. In the meantime, what we're doing is I think we're blaming a lot of men for where they have failed. And they have failed. I have failed uh, in, in properly loving my wife. But what man is there that can stand up and say that he has done it right because if you're waiting for your husband to do it perfectly before you respond or before uh, you begin to please him, then, uh, my friend, you're holding your husband under a performance basis. and you got a gun to his head. And I'm going to tell you what that's going to do to him. That's going to make him mad. And that's why I think we have some men today who are swapping out their wife of 15 to 20 years for a woman who appears to be
0: Responsive
1: because men want to be affirmed in who they are as a man.
0: Now, you're not saying that a man is justified in doing that. Oh,
1: absolutely not. That's adultery. It's emotional adultery beforehand, and that's wrong, and it's physical adultery if they consummate that relationship outside of marriage. That man would be absolutely blatantly and flagrantly in in disobedience to the law of God. And and I'm not justifying that activity, but I'm telling you, a man in that circumstance— who is not married to a woman who's a magnet at home, who draws him back to that home, I'm telling you, that man is susceptible. He is more open to temptation and evil than the man who is loved at home by a wife who is a real student. And and let me just say this uh, at this point. There are some women listening who have done this. And you know what? Uh, You don't need to get uptight that you're not Uh, doing enough. If you have really met your husband at his point of need, then you know what? You need to celebrate that. And uh, you husbands who are listening, uh, who have a wife like that, uh, go home, put your arm around her and say, thank God for this woman who uh, meets my every need. Mm -hmm. You are a great woman. You're blessed of God. Thank you for being a great lover with me as your husband. But I think in the Christian community, I think there are some men and not just a few men are angry right now, and uh, they've been wounded by their wife's lack of interest, the, her neglect, her apathy towards the act of intercourse and wanting to meet her husband's sexual needs.
0: I was with a group of couples recently. We were talking frankly about uh, how men and women are different and how men view sex. And as we talked about it, I had a woman look at me and she said, you know what, men are just weird. If they're thinking about it that much, if it's that much on their mind, they're just weird. I don't understand that at all.
1: <laughs> well, and we've already talked about this in the, on the previous broadcast. God made us different. Right. Now, why did he do that? Is he cruel? I know one woman who said in a counseling situation, she said, I just don't know why God didn't make me more like a man. And, you know, that's not the solution here your husband doesn't want you to be like a man. Now, you may say, uh-uh, uh-uh, no different than that. No, he doesn't want you to be like him. He just wants you to be the receiver of his love in a way that communicates affection and warmth to him. Hmm. And you need to do that within the, the full-blown perspective of being a woman, being feminine, not becoming masculine, but being the the affirming
0: arms of love of God for your husband. Mm-hmm you know even in those differences though and as we talk about uh, the sexual relationship in marriage um, men are are thinking about sex but this isn't just about sex is it
1: no it has to do with who he is as a man a woman is commanded to respect her husband ephesians 5 says let the wife see to it that she respects her husband i really like bob the way the amplified bible Uh, reads in this verse and let the wife see to it that she respects and reverences her husband that she notices him regards him honors him prefers him venerates and esteems him and that she defers to him praises him loves and admires him exceedingly. I know some men who are going to go buy the amplified version, take it home, and just read it for that. (laughs) You know, the best illustration I've ever seen from this came from a woman who was married, uh, I believe, almost 40 years. She works here at Family Life, and her name is Pat Orton. And uh, I'll never forget this. I was walking out of the office one day, and uh, Pat is a grandma and a great lady. Her husband uh, died a number of years ago. And I asked her, I said, Pat, as, as an older woman who has mentored some younger women, what do you think uh, is one of the most important things you could share with a, a young wife as she starts out her marriage? And uh, Pat got a sly grin on her face, and, and uh, she looked back at me. and She said, Dennis, I would tell women if they want to be treated like a queen, then they need to crown him king. <laughs> and she said, I always sought to crown my husband king about halfway between his car and the front door hmm. when he arrived home. And she had a twinkle in her eye like no grandma I've ever seen when she said that. <laughs> and, and you know, Bob, I, I listened to her and I said, that's it. That's what God wants. He wants a mature love that has a sparkle to it, not a love that, that becomes mature and has cobwebs all over mm-hmm. it, you know, that's that's rusty and decayed. No, it's a love that's excited, and it's a love that is preferring another person. And a part of that preferring moves, I believe, into the bedroom,
0: especially for men today. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Respecting is one thing, but what does that have to do with sex? The proverb says, a wise woman builds up
1: her house. The foolish woman is the one who destroys it and tears it down. It's a wise woman, I think, who wants to understand her husband's sex drive. Hmm. It's a woman who says, I want to know my husband and I want to know his fears, his anxieties. I want to know what's really behind this thing called man. Because I think today a lot of men don't even understand that as well.
0: You're saying that there's more being communicated during the sex act than just the pleasure that's associated with it? Well, we're going to have to talk more about this tomorrow. But um, I'm
1: saying that for a man, the sex act represents risk. Um, and for the woman who understands how vulnerable, how risky, how he can feel rejected at this point, it is that woman who becomes the very wise and astute wife because she realizes that her responsiveness, her love for him, her respecting him at that point, she is esteeming and respecting that man as God's creation. Hmm and she's not rejecting what God said was very good.
0: I know you have a lot more you want to say on this subject uh, of how a man can be romanced by his wife. And uh, I want to encourage any wife who is listening who has not heard this entire series uh, to call us to get a copy of the tapes because last week your wife Barbara did a great job, I thought, of communicating to men how a woman views romance. I learned from that, and I think many of our listeners uh, learned that uh, women have a unique way of viewing romance. And, and it occurs to me that there may be some listening today who, uh, who may bristle a little bit at what you're saying, Dennis. They need to understand that uh, there are some hard issues in romance that need to be worked through as a couple. And I think listening together to these tapes and uh, having the opportunity for a husband or a wife to go, there, did you hear that? That expresses my heart. That is, uh, that's how I feel. I think that would be a great way for couples uh, to press through some of these difficult issues. We have all 13 broadcasts available in a six-cassette album that is called Creating a More Romantic Marriage, and if you'd like to get a copy of it, we would love to send it to you. The cost for the cassettes is $30 plus $5 for shipping and handling. One of the things we've tried to do, in addition to your preparing the material for this series on the broadcast, Dennis, is uh, to put together uh, something practical that we could offer couples as a way to begin to build romance into their marriage and really help to make 1995 the year of a more romantic marriage, as we talked about earlier uh... we have come up with a a tool called simply romantic that i think is a great way for couples to have a practical tool they can use in their marriage to make romance a part of the weekly agenda. There are specific ideas for husbands, for their wives, and specific ideas for wives, for their husbands. These ideas have come from research done at Family Life Marriage Conferences all across the country. We surveyed more than a 1,000 couples. So it's really an excellent collection of activities and ideas you can use in your marriage. If you'd like to receive a copy of Simply Romantic, call us or write us here at Family Life. We've got copies in our Family Life Resource Center, and we'd be happy to send you one. The cost is $19.95 plus $3 shipping and handling, and like all Family Life products, it comes with a complete money-back guarantee. There's one final resource I want to recommend for couples today, Dennis. It's a book written by Dr. Ed Wheat that has been a bestseller for years called Intended for Pleasure. And if couples are interested in understanding from a biblical perspective, Perspective, what the sexual dimension of a relationship ought to be. This is the classic work on that subject. If you've never seen a copy of this book intended for pleasure, you ought to get one for your home library so that you and your husband or you and your wife can better understand God's design for the sexual dimension of the marriage relationship again the book is entitled intended for pleasure and it's available from our family life resource center ask for information about it when you call us or write us our address is family life today box number eight two two zero little rock arkansas the zip code is seven two 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 one once again it's family life today box eighty two twenty little rock arkansas and the zip code is seven two 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 one toll-free you can reach us by telephone at one eight hundred f l today It's one eight hundred f as in family l as in life and then the word today and you know i don't think we say it often enough i just want to add a word of thanks to those of you who are financial supporters of this broadcast we do so much appreciate the vital significant role you play in the ministry of family life today thanks not only for listening to the broadcast but also for standing behind what we're trying to do with your financial support we really do appreciate it you know you spent a lot of time on the broadcast today dennis uh, talking about sexual intimacy and marriage and how important that is for a husband Uh, but the, the the bigger objective here is not just to improve a couple's sex life is it
1: No, it really isn't. And I just want you women to know um, what we're going to do is really help you romance your spouse. Because that is a a bedrock issue in marital love. No, it's not the whole issue. It is merely a part. But I'm going to tell you something. When we ignore this part that God created, we're making a tactical error that is going to cost our marriage dearly.
0: Well, I hope you can join us Monday as we continue to look at this important subject for every marriage relationship. Our engineer is Mark Whitlock, Dennis Rainey is our host, and I'm Bob Lapine. and we'll see you Monday for another edition of Family Life Today. You must remember this, a kiss is just a kiss, a sigh is just a sigh. Welcome, love us as time goes by. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a Ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ.